Blog Talk Radio.
Yes, the songwriter says that I won't complain. God bless you. God bless you. You are listening to the burning bush tonight with none other than Apostle Alexander Lockamy. I'll say it again. We have Apostle Alexander Lockamy and the burning bush, the man himself, the man of the wisdom gift. God bless you. God bless you. And let us turn it over to him, and I will give you the information at the end. Amen. Yes, good evening to the radio fans. Uh, we come to you in the name of Jesus, thanking God for another opportunity to, to share his word. Tonight we want to talk from a subject that the Lord that gave me. We got so many people that are, uh, 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 are giving up, throwing in the towel. Uh, they're stopping, letting the devil defeat them, let the devil get the best of them, fainting along the way. The Bible said we will reap what we sow if we faint not. That means if we faint, we won't, we won't, we won't attain, we won't get what we were after. God don't want us to faint. God don't want our circumstance. God don't want our trial to get the best of us. He wants to hang on in and trust him, uh, uh, keep the faith and not doubt. But the Bible said Abraham staggered not in unbelief. Abraham didn't let his circumstance and his trials and his tests make him doubt God. So I want to talk to myself tonight, devil, you can't stop me because my mind is made up. Devil, you can't stop me because my mind is made up. That is something we all should say even so right now. Devil, you can't stop me because my mind is made up. See, sometimes you have to talk back to the devil just like he talked to you. The devil is a spiritual being. And if he can talk to you, you can talk back to him. You don't have to let him win tonight by allowing him to do all the talking, telling you what you ain't, telling you what you're going to never be. You always notice that the devil never encouraged you. The devil, the devil never tells you that you are anointed. The devil never tells you that you, that you are gifted. The devil never tells you somebody. The devil never tells you you're going to make it. But he always tells you the thing that you ain't. Because the scripture said he come to steal, kill, and destroy. But I want somebody to agree with me tonight that I'm not going to let stop. I don't come too far. I don't got too much invested. I don't fasted too many fasts. I don't pray too many prayers. I don't turn my plate down too many times. I got too much invested and to throw in the towel. Sometimes we got to look at our investment. You can't look at, 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 the, at the problem going on in the marriage. You can't look at how the husband acting or how the wife acting. You can't look at how bad the problem seems. But you've got to look at the investment that you got in that marriage. you got your children. you got your daughters. you got your sons. you got the grandbabies. you got family members that it's going to affect when you walk out of this marriage. It ain't about you no more. Oh, if it was about you before you got married. It was about you, but once you got married, once you married somebody else's daughter, once you became somebody else's sister-in-law and brother-in-law, it ain't about you no more. You just can't come up and make a decision, I'm out of this, I'm through with it, I'm stopping, I can't take it no more. Oh, this is bigger than me. No, it's never bigger than you. 
Because sometimes you have to look at the big picture, and the big picture is about others as well. It's about that father-in-law, that mother-in-law. It's about that sister, that brother. It's about that wife that you just married that came into her life, and all of a sudden you're going to walk out like it don't mean that because of the bills or because of some sickness or because you, you decided you don't love her no more and you're in love with someone else. you you got to think about this. There's a consequence behind everything we do. And the devil is trying to stop. This ain't you. This is the devil. We got to see how much devil there is in our life. Sometimes we got so much devil in our life, we don't even see it. We got devil in our life. He tell don't do this. He got us doing that. And we don't see this ain't nothing but a devil. The Bible said we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's why he told us to put on the whole arm of God. That would stand against the wild. The, the devil is wild, y'all. He don't care who he use. He'll use your mama against you. He'll use your brother against you. He'll use your father against you. He'll use your cousin against you. He'll use your boyfriend, your girlfriend. He's just that deceiving. He's just that conniving. He don't care who he use. But you got to have the wisdom of God. So that you can see the plans of Satan. You can see the plots of Satan. You see, he messes with the mind. See, this is how he gets the victory over you. You let him get too much in your mind. That's why you got to guard your mind. You got to watch your mind every day with the word of God. By the washing of the word of the word. Many people don't know that the word of God is just not words on a piece of paper. The word of God is like detergent. It's like washing powder. It's like downy. The word of God is like a detergent. It cleanses you. The Bible says we are washed by the word, by the word. When you read God's word, you're not just getting knowledge. You're not just getting intellect. You're just not getting spiritual knowledge. When you read God's word, you have been washed. It's like a washing, like a cleansing. The Bible says we are cleansed through the word that I've spoken unto you. If you do what you never to see it. Now the washing just don't come now. You just, it just don't come by you just throwing the clothes in the washing machine and then looking at the buttons on the washing machine where it said rent and, and whatever speed you're gonna put in it and how much water you're gonna put in it and how long you want the heavy duty, is it light duty? You can look at that written on that washing machine all you want to but until you push that button for that water to come in that washing machine. However much water you want and set how 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 long you want it to run. And the amount of water you want to run in it and how, what what side load you want to run that machine, and push that pull button for that machine to go working, it ain't going to work. Your clothes are going to be sitting in that washing machine dry unless you do, do more than just put them in there. And same way it is with the Word. You got to do more than just put the Word of God in your head. You got to do more than put the Word of God in your heart. You got to apply that Word. You got to do what that Word says. He said, then are you clean when you do what the word says? If the word said quit lying, you got to quit lying. If the word said quit committing adultery, you got to quit committing adultery. If the word said quit stealing, you got to quit stealing. If the word said quit covenant, you got to quit covenant. You can't read the word and go home Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, next week, and don't do nothing but read it and go back to church and read it again. All you got was letters. The Bible said a letter, kill it, but the spirit bring life. Jesus came for us to do this thing. And this is what was going on in the church before Jesus came. All they did was read the word. They read the Bible. Then they went back home. Come back next Sunday, read the Bible, and go back home. But Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. See, God is telling you to do these things so you can be happy. 
He wants you happy. He wants your joy to be full. He wants you to have everything you need. God wants your body healed. He wants your mind regulated. He wants your soul saved. He wants your head lifted up. He wants you to be encouraged. And that's why he said that when you do these things, he said, what's the never you ask me? I'll do it that your joy may be full. We're right here trying to get our joy filled up with other things, with drugs and alcohol and sex and all these things that the world got to offer, popping pills day by day, trying to uh, enhance ourselves with medication to get this joy. But the joy of the Lord is our strength. There's joy in serving God. We we make the world look like that, that, that serving God is a miserable thing. Let me slow down a little bit, getting excited. We make the world think that serving God is a miserable thing, but it's the most joyful thing ever could happen in a person's life. Oh, I wish I had got saved much earlier than I did. Serving the Lord has brought a change in me. Since the day God saved me in prison on November the 7th, 1979, my life ain't did nothing but change from one grace into another. I have no charge against the Lord. I have no accusation against the God I serve. He has been good to me. Yes, he have. He, he could have left me there in prison there for hundred some years. Oh, and if they would have did what they want to do, they want to run it uh, consecutive. Uh, they want to run it, uh, uh, sorry, concurrent. They want to run it 10 years behind 10 years behind 10 years. If they would have, I would have still been in prison today. But God called them to run it so it wasn't like no box car, but it was consecutively uh, 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 all running at the same time. And for that reason, God broke it down from 100 years down to about 15 months. He just, he just helped me long enough in order to get my attention, to get my mind. And I'm so glad uh, he got my mind. And I come out and tell somebody else tonight, you need to let God get your mind too. My subject was, I can't stop because my mind is made up. You, you, you have to have a made-up mind to serve the Lord. My subtopic would be, you got to have a made-up mind to serve the Lord. We got so many people trying to live a Christian life, and the mind ain't made up. You can't serve God if your mind ain't made up because Satan going to keep coming in, put his shoes on your feet. You got to have a made-up mind. You got to have a made-up mind that for God I live and for God I die. I don't care what come, hell or high water, I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to serve him in the morning. I'm going to serve him in the evening. I'm going to serve him at the noonday. I'm going to serve him when I'm lied on. I'm going to serve him when I talked about. I'm going to serve him when my name hung on the signboard. I love my wife. If she walk out, I'm going to serve him. I love my husband. If he walk out, I'm going to serve him. I love my boyfriend. If he walk out, I'm going to serve him. I love my girlfriend. If he walk out, I'm going to serve him. I love my family member. But if they walk out, I'm going to serve him because my mind is made up. You got to have your mind made up. You got to know that God is real. You got to know that he's eternal into heaven. And you got to know that if he be for you, who then can be against you? You got to know that, that, that God will do everything he said. Satan will make you think that God will forgot about you. Satan will make you think that God ain't heard your prayer. Yes, sometimes answer don't come overnight. That's why one of the fruits of the Spirit is long-suffering. We have to learn how to suffer long sometimes. Long-suffering or suffer long, either way you put it, they're both the same. Sometimes we have to suffer longer than we want to. But know that at the end of the suffering, everything will work in your favor. God, the Bible said all things. Does work together for good to them who love God, to them that have been called 
according to his purpose. Maybe I need to say that again. He's talking to the Christian now, the born-again believer, those that love the Lord. Now, if you don't belong to God, this script is not for you. He's not talking to you. This script is for those that have been born again. All things, everything in your life, it is, it, listen, he didn't say that it, it is for your good. He didn't say it happened for your good. He said it's going to work for your good. Something happened to bad. Something that's so bad we can't even talk about. But I have you to know that if you keep your hand in God's hand, it is going to work for your good. Look at Job. It didn't look like that was going to turn out right. How in the world he lost everything. He's on rock bottom. Lost all his children, lost all his goats, all his sheep, all his ass. Then turned around and lost his health. One would say he's through. One would have counted Job out. But the Bible said don't look at what Job went through, but look at the end of Job. For at the end, God gave him double for his trouble. So I ain't going to try to preach about Job, but I'm going to go to the end of Job. I'm going to go to the end of your circumstance to let you know that God going to give you double for your trouble. God going to work it out. God going to fix it. Don't you go commit suicide. Don't you go take your life because the husband walked out, for the wife walked out. Husband left you with them children. You 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 lift up your head with hang down. Straighten out your fever knee. Be encouraged. It hurts. Go cry. But in the midst of the tears, you get up. Dress yourself like a soldier. Fix your hair. Walk out that door like you're a peacock. Let the world know that you ain't going to die. Let the world know you ain't gave up. Let the world know that they hadn't won. And even let that husband who walked out and left you, let him know you ain't won. It's his law, 80-20. He thought he had he thought he thought had 80, but he's going to find out he have nothing but 20. But that's his law. You lift up your head. You give God something to work with. You keep on going. I come out and encourage you tonight. Don't let the devil play mind games. <clears throat> Excuse me, because that's what he does. He plays mind games. And I wrote down a few things here. I want to talk about 1 Samuel, the 30th chapter, 1 through the 6th verse. And whether I read it or not, it talks about David, how David was out fighting. David was out fighting the Amalekites, and he was fighting the enemy. And he, he had been gone for a period of time. But while he was gone, the enemy came to the land and, and, and captured his children and captured his, 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 the women and, 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 and all the children and, and took them into captivity. Now, you must understand, David had just went out and killed families. David had went and killed husband, wife. David had killed children. He had killed everybody that was in the city. So how could he think that the enemy ain't did the same thing to him? Well, he just went out and did. So David come back not knowing whether his family was alive or not. And they got back there to Ziglag and found out, my God, that his family was gone. Not only was his family gone, but he had burnt the place to the ground. And the Bible said he cried. Have you ever been there till you cried? You couldn't cry no more. Ain't no more tears left in your eyes, but you're yet still trying to cry. David cried to the one in more tears in his eyes. He admitted that with David, they cried too. The Bible said they cried until they got angry. They cried until they got depressed, until they got so mad at David because they felt like it was David's fault. If we had been home, and we'd been out killing somebody else, if we had not been out killing somebody else, we did all this wouldn't have happened. So they mad at David. They they talk about stoning David. David said they were they were grieved in their heart. And David David heard in his ear. He heard them over there talking. 
And here they were talking about killing them. But the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. Yes, you have to encourage yourself sometimes. I know you're sick. I know that sickness has been there for a long time. I know the doctor said that, that this sickness is going to be unto death. I know the doctor said there ain't no cure for this sickness. I know the doctor said your mama died from it, your daddy died from it, and grandma died from it. And he got you thinking that you're going to die from it. Something about doctors is sometimes they make you feel so bad when you go to them, you don't even want to go. But I come out and tell you, I don't care what your doctor says. I don't care what this situation looks like. I don't care if it does look like the husband ain't never coming back, the wife ain't never coming back. I come out and encourage you, don't stop. You're serving God. You got to answer to God. You got to stand before Him one day and give an account. You got to know that God is on your side, and you got to know that He got greater waiting. Look at look at Joseph. I Joe how he lost all his youth, all his childhood. His brother them sold him into Egypt, but Joseph kept his integrity. I come out to tell somebody tonight: keep your integrity. Don't 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 become loose in yourself. Don't start getting slack. The Bible says be you steadfast and be unmovable, always abiding in the work of God, for as much as you know, oh my, that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Know that God didn't bring you this far to leave you now. Know that what you're doing, God's going to reward you for. So what nobody praising you? So not what nobody lifting you up? So what nobody come out and encourage you? It reached down on the inside. And encourage yourself. Encourage your own self. Tell yourself it's going to be all right. Tell yourself that it's going to be all right tomorrow. And if it don't be all right tomorrow, tell yourself it's going to be all right the next day. Keep on lifting up yourself. Keep on lifting up your spirit. Keep on looking unto the hill with coming your help. Don't you give up. Don't you stop trusting God. Be like the widow woman who, who, who didn't give up. And the Lord, even Jesus told that story. He said that she kept on coming. He was an unjust judge. He didn't fear God, and he didn't fear man. And the Bible says that the woman went to him and asked him to avenge her. Now, I don't know what she wanted to be avenged for or about. It did not say. It just said that he asked him to avenge her, to fix this problem, this situation, this thing that was troubling her. Said, But the judge would not do it. But the scripture said, but she kept right on coming. And she didn't stop. And the Bible said he didn't fear God no man. So for that reason, <coughs> excuse me, he did not avenge her because he was scared of her or he was scared of man. He did it that she would not worry him. He said, let this woman worry me. I'm going to avenge her. And the Bible said he being a man, an ungodly man, not fearing God a man, and avenge her. How much more I be holy, said God, if you wait on me. Well, I'll avenge you, those that are my elect say. you got to be God's elect now. you you, you got to be born again. you got to be saved. you got to be in the will of God. you got to be elected by God. you got to be a child of God. He said, well, I'll avenge those that are my elect, though they cry day and night. He said, though they tarry, though I tarry, God say. See, sometimes it looks like God tarry. He just ain't coming. You done prayed and prayed and done prayed out and just don't, don't even feel like praying no more. But I come out and encourage you. I come out and freshen you up in the prayer life. Keep right on praying, even though you feel like 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 your prayers is hitting the ground. Feel like your prayers are not accomplishing nothing. The Bible says, though he tarry, yet will he come 
and knock you down and run you over. Isn't that something? He's going to come. It look like he ain't. But when he do, he's going to knock you down and he's going to run you over. Now, I want to talk from a, from, a, from a statement here, a few things that got jotted down. I want to talk about the mind. Because you got to understand that in order for the heart to get messed up, the mind got to be messed up first. See, the mind receives, the mind it, it receives and it develops. It, listen, the mind receives, develops, and sin. The heart receives, process, and delivers. Let me say it again. The mind receives, it develops what it receives, and it sends it to the heart. The heart receives it, processes it, and it delivers. The heart can only deliver, oh, my, I like this here. The heart can only deliver what the mind has sent it. So if your heart all messed up, if your heart ain't in the right place, if your heart all bitter, if your heart all cold, if your heart all discouraged, if your heart is all downtrodden, it's because it came from your mind. If your heart dirty, then the mind dirty. See, the mind, the heart, the mind is what dirty is the heart. The mind is what heavy is the heart. So that's why we have to be careful what we allow to get in our mind. Cause whatever get in our mind gonna go to the heart. And understand now, the heart only can process what the mind sent it. The, the heart don't change. We you gonna have a bad heart and a good mind. You're not gonna have a bad heart if you got a good mind. Hello. If your mind is good, your heart ain't going to be bad. If your heart is bad, your mind is bad. And this is what happens. We let bad things get in our mind, and then them bad things get in our heart. You can't serve God with a bad mind. You can't serve God effectively with an evil mind. You can't serve God with, with evil thoughts in your mind and then trying to serve God effectively. That's why the scripture says, what's never is lovely, what's never is pure. What's never holy, what's never just, what's never righteous, what's never trustworthy, what's never of a good report. Let these things be in your mind. See, these are clean things. These are honorable things. These are encouraging things. These are foundational things. He said, let these things be in your mind. So when you allow evil in your mind, that evil corrupts your heart. They cause evil thoughts to enter into your heart. And then after a while, you start operating off those evil thoughts that bring destruction. Mm-hmm. It said the heart can only deliver what the mind has sent. Remember that. Whatever coming out of your heart, it came from your mind. The heart, listen, the heart can't take bad and turn it into good. Neither can the heart take good and turn it into bad. The heart is neutral. It can only distribute what it receives. Understand me? The heart doesn't make up something. going to make you an adulterer. It's going to make you a fornicator. It's going to make you a drunk. It's going to make you a liar. It's going to make you a deceiver. It's going to make you an alcoholic because your daddy was an alcoholic. Your heart cannot do that. If God did that there, then God wouldn't be God because God don't even do that. <clears throat> Excuse me, but your mind, the dirt that get in our mind, the trash that get in our mind, this is what defiles us. This is what destroys us because we let too much stuff get in our head before we get it out. Now, there's an old saying said that you can't stop a bird from flying over your head, but if he put a nest in your hair, it's your fault. You have stood still too long, and that's what we do. 
We say until and let the devil plant things in our thoughts. Sometimes the things it ain't even true. The scripture said, know them that labor among you. Sometimes we let the devil tell us things about people that ain't even no true. Uh, it's negative thing. The next thing we know, we won't talk to them no more. We write them off. Uh, we, we don't fellowship with them no more because somebody said something about here. But the Bible said in the mouth of two or three witnesses. The Bible said take no accusation against a leader. We'll mess around and let people tell us stuff, and then we'll take that stuff, and, and we'll, we'll work it against one another and have people uh, 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 offended it just because of what we heard. The Bible says to be a witness, you got to see it for yourself. You can't hear it. Hearing ain't no witness. Well, I heard it. I heard so and so told me. No, to be a witness, you got to know it. You got to be. Uh, you got to have firsthand uh, evidence. Let us go to Romans, the eighth chapter, and the thirty-fifth verse. Romans, the eighth chapter, and the thirty-fifth verse. And we want to talk here for us a little bit. This is Paul talking. In the book of Romans, around the 8th chapter, and the 35th verse, and Paul trying to encourage the Christians because some of them were just giving up. Some of them were throwing in the towel. Some of them were losing hope. Uh, some of them were losing ground. Some of them were backsliding. Some of them just couldn't take it no more. But Paul said in the, in the 31st verse, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Oh, my God. Who? Who? Who in the world? Just because somebody lie on you don't separate you. See, we got to quit thinking that God thinks like people think. People can lie on you all they want to. People can judge you all they want. They can pray all the prayers they want to pray to God. God is not moved by people's prayers. God sees you. He knows those that labor among him. God knows those that are his. God is not moved by what folks say. Whenever, uh, 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 whenever Danis, Danis, in the book of the Old Testament, when he got together with his with his friends and tried to bring an accusation against Moses, because he said that they can lead the children of Israel just like Moses did, they are prophets, and, and, and just like Moses, and, and that God's on their side. Well, don't you know that God didn't argue about that? God didn't. God won't sit there and say, well, I got to prove in the morning whose side I'm on, because they might be about right. No, no, God already knew he had called Moses. God already knew who he had set in order. And that morning, God was in no process of trying to prove nothing. God was in the process of killing. He was in the process of bringing judgment on those who brought an accusation against his leader. God knows who he called to lead. I don't care if you can prophesy, you're not the pastor. I don't care if you didn't sing a song and the choir fell out on the floor when you got through, you are not the pastor. I don't care care how how gifted you in dreams and in vision. You are not the leader. You are not the pastor. When you get through singing, sit down. When you get through prophesying, sit down. When you get through uh, singing like an oracle, sit down and humble yourself. Honor your leader because your leader, maybe your leader ain't educated to you. Maybe your leader didn't go to college like you did. Maybe your leader didn't go to Yale University like you did. But when it's all over with, they are the leader. God called them to lead you and not you lead them because God's not calling you to lead education-wise. He's not calling you to lead uh, uh, naturally, but this is a spiritual thing. And when God put a leader in charge, it's not based on their education or status, but it's based on the fact that God put them there. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or swirl 
Because Paul knew that these things would come along in your life. You cannot let make excuses and let these things separate you because God is bigger than these things. God is greater than these things. God is God is greater than your tribulation that you're going through. God is greater than the distress you're going through. God is greater than the person coming, Lord, they're talking about me, God. And they this and they said, so what? Let them talk. Jesus said they talked about me. He said, if I be a green tree and they talked about me, what chance you are being a dry tree? They talked about Jesus. They scandalized Jesus' name. They hung Jesus' name on a signboard. But did Jesus give up? Did Jesus quit? No. He didn't pay that man no attention. He even said, forgive them because they know not what they do. Uh, sometimes we may not have the clothes we need to wear. Or, or sometimes we might not have the finance that we need. And famine and nakedness or pearl or swollen. Sometimes our life might be a death dog. No. But we got to keep our eyes on Jesus, the bright and morning star, the lily of the valley. Oh, Mary's baby. We got to keep our eyes on the Son of God who didn't bring you this far. You could be encouraged that God be for you. He more than the whole world against him. Sometime on this journey, it's going to look like you ain't got nothing but God. Somebody made a statement one time, when you ain't got nothing left for God, you got more than you need. If God is the only thing you got left, since you think that's the only thing you got left, because many times it ain't the only thing, but the devil makes us feel like that God is the only one in my life. Well, let me know. Take that and run with it then. But that's a handful right by itself, knowing that God is on your side. He's our strength when we're weak. He's our joy when we're sad. He's the lifter of our head. And I come out and encourage somebody you can't stop. Uh-uh, uh-uh, you don't come too far. Can't let you know that you, you got to have a made-up mind and keep your mind made up. you got to keep your mind made up. Don't let the devil stop you. And he can't stop a made-up mind for your sake. He said, for your sake, for for we for the sake of the Lord, we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Now listen, that's why the scriptures say add up the cost and see who you're willing to pay the price. Now you expect to get saved and don't cry. You might well think about salvation because it's going to make tears sometimes. It's going to bring heartache this time. It's going to bring disappointment sometimes. But you got to add up the cost and still you're willing to be a Christian. See, it costs to be a Christian. Listen, it don't cost nothing to become a Christian, but it costs something to say a Christian. Oh, your feelings going to be on the line. Your reputation on the line. Your lifestyle is on the line. And you got to add up the cost and still you're willing to take the liquor and keep on ticking. Jesus added the disciples because they wanted the they wanted the, they wanted the robe he had on. They wanted the title he had. They wanted that position. He asked them. He asked them, "Are you willing to suffer the suffering and not suffer?" They said, "Yea, Lord." And he said, "So shall you." There's a price to pay to walk this journey. There's a denial. If you're not willing to deny yourself, being a Christian, Christian life ain't for you. It's a denying life. It's a forsaken life. It's a lay down every weight in the sea in life. It's a change life. You got to be willing to change. You got to be willing to lay down the wrong for the right. You got to be willing to give up the worldly thing. If you're not willing to give up the club, if you're not willing to run up midnight ramen, if you're not willing to give up alcohol and sex and all these things, then this ain't the life for you to live. Cause this is a sacrificial life. And you're going to be counted as a slaughter. Every day the devil is trying something. He's trying to throw something about your way. But Paul said in the 37th verse, yet in all these things, 
We are more than a conqueror through him who loved us. You are a conqueror in the morning. You are a conqueror tomorrow morning. In Christ Jesus, you are always a conqueror. Even when you're down, you're really up. Even when you're lost, you're you found. Even when you seem broken, he's still on your side. I encourage you, put your gloves back on. Get back in the rain. Fight one more time. Don't let the devil win the battle because we're getting to the end of the line now. We're getting to the end of the race now where the, where the devil's trying to make people give up and quit. But the Bible said in the last days there will be a great falling away. Don't you be one of those that fall away. But keep your hands in God's hand and know that God is on your side. He said, for I am persuaded that neither, that neither, I'm persuaded. You got to persuade yourself like David did. David encouraged himself. That's the same thing as persuading yourself. You got to encourage yourself that you is going to get well. You got to encourage yourself that it is going to get better. You got to encourage yourself that your job is going to get better. You got to encourage yourself that your health is going to get better. You got to encourage yourself that your marriage is going to get better. You got to get, encourage yourself that God's going to put your enemy behind you. He said, I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels. See, when he said angels, he's talking about them angels that fell, them angels that fell with Satan. See, you got angels out there who, who working for Satan, and they'll come lying to you, telling you stuff that God, it ain't, God told you to leave your husband. God told you to leave your wife. God told you to marry me. I'm the one. Honey, if it ain't according to the scriptures, you don't need to listen to that angel. That angel's lying. That, 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 nah, God told me to go uh, to the missionary field overseas and, and do a mission and everything and, and leave your seven children here for somebody else to feed. No, baby. That ain't that that that, that was one that one God angel. That that was that angel. That was angel of Satan. Amen. God got enough of people to send in the mission field. He ain't got to send you over there and leave your seven children back here for your wife to struggle to try to feed by themselves. So we got to be careful when we said God said it. Because there are angels out there working for Satan, and they fell from they fell from 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 glory. And principalities, other words, that, that those 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 areas up there, those those avenues that Satan works in, nor power, nor anything present, nor thing come. We, we you got a present where it hadn't even happened yet. You can't let these things separate you from the love of God. Satan try any kind of trick he can. He'll get all in your dream. Uh, while you sleep at night and have you waking up in the morning feeling all depressed like you ain't saved, like you ain't been born again, like like like, like God ain't on your side. But I come out and tell you the scripture said he'll never leave you, neither will he forsake you. And 39 verse said, no height, no depth, oh, nor any other creature or created thing shall separate, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. How many know that when he died on the cross and, and for you, that his love is everlasting? His love is eternal. Nothing can separate you from God's love. Nothing. Nothing can make you. Satan cannot even make you backslide. You backslide on your own. Satan does not have the power to make you backslide. If he did, then he got more power than God gave him. Satan does not have. He has the power to intimidate you. He has the power to deceive you. He have the power to mislead you. He have the power to distress you. But he does not have the power to make you take your hand out of God's hand. You got to do that yourself. You the only one can separate yourself. That's why the Bible said, them that are holding my hand. He said, all oh, the devils in hell can't pluck them out. 
in that uh, in that office. He said, all the devil. He didn't say some of the devil. He said, them that are holding my hand, all the devils in the hell, whether they're on the north, south, east, or west, high or low, all the principalities, all the devils, they cannot take you out of God's hand. And that's an awesome statement to make. Doesn't know you there forever. You there to stay. God got you sealed with the blood. But don't let the devil discourage you and make you turn God's hand loose because he told you that you ain't saved that you done messed up, God ain't forgive you. Well, honey, he already done forget you. God ain't going to forgive you. God already done forget you from the from the foundation. He already forgave when Christ died on the cross. The Bible says priests down here had to offer up for your sin uh, every day. And then the Bible said they had to go into the Holy of Holy once a year to offer up for your sin as well as theirs. And they did that every year, and they did that every day. Say, but when Jesus died on the cross, he carried his blood back to heaven and sprinkled it on the altar. The Bible said he died. He offered up an offering before God, never to offer that offering again. In other words, Jesus hadn't had to go every day to ask God to forgive you. You don't been forgiven. What you got to do is accept it. You got to accept the forgiveness. Whether you're lost today, you got to accept it. Whether you're saved today and, and you're depressed and you're bound and you feel like you done messed up so much because you done sinned it so many times that he won't forgive you, he done forgave you. You just got to accept the forgiveness. You just say, thank you, God, for forgiving me. I know I messed up. I know I fell across my teeth and dot my eyes. I know I seem like I keep doing the same thing over and over again. And somebody told me if I were born again, if I were true, they say I wouldn't be doing anything over and over again. I ain't, I ain't saved. I ain't this. Don't listen to what they say. You keep on calling on the name of the Lord. You keep on asking God to forgive you until you get it together, until you get on stable ground. You keep on asking God to forgive you until you get the victory. You keep on asking God to forgive you until you get victory over that alcohol, victory over them drugs, victory over that sexual uh, 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 and, uh, 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 indictment that you have in yourself. So keep on asking God to forgive you until you get the victory over that informity that keep on calling you to do wrong because God is a forgiving God. He done died on the cross. He done shed the blood. And the last verse that I tell the truth in Christ, I'm not lying. My constant also bear me witness in the Holy Ghost. Paul saying that nothing, Paul said nothing, nothing, nobody, nothing can separate you from the love of God. So I want you to say again with me, devil, you can't stop me because my mind is made up. My mind is made up to go all the way to see the coming king. My mind is made up to serve the Lord. When I get up in the morning, I'm going to serve him. And when I get up in the morning, I'm going to give my will to his will that I might do of his good pleasure. I done made up my mind that I'm going to lay down every weight and the sins of either beset me. I done made up my mind I'm going to give up the habit and the hang-up, this wrongdoing. I done made up my mind I'm going to rededicate my life to God this year, and I'm going to serve him according to his word. Since I done named myself the name of Christ, I'm going to walk like Christ. I'm going to talk like Christ. I'm going to act like Christ. I'm going to live like Christ. I'm going to live so that God can use me to help somebody else. So put a watch on your mind. Watch what go in your mind because what goes in your mind going to go into your heart. Watch what go in your mind because what goes in your mind going to go in your heart. So make sure the thing that's in your mind is spiritual things. The Bible said the word of God is able to capture 
God, word to reach out. Sometimes you got to tell the Lord, capture my mind, Lord. It's getting out of control. The word of God is able to capture and bring in captivity, one of the parts of your mind, to the obedience of Christ. I said the word of God is go out and capture. Sometimes you got to run your mind down. Uh, it looks like it's just, just getting loose. Look like it's just going to do what it wants to do. But you got to tell God, word, God, go get my mind and bring my mind back. Lord, my mind don't want to think right. My mind don't want to act right. And, God, I done tried, and it just got to get the best of me. But go get my mind, God. And the Bible said the word of God will go out there and get your mind, and it will bring your mind back in. So we certainly thank the radio audience for listening this afternoon. Come out, somebody need to tell that devil that you ain't going to stop because you done made up your mind. And when your mind made up, honey, you're a dangerous person. When your mind made up. Tell that devil you done made up your mind and show him you made up your mind. Next time he come to try to tempt you, next time he come to try to discourage you, next time he comes out to make you do something that's contrary to God's word, don't you do it. Resist the devil and he'll flee. Remember this as I close. The Bible says resist the devil and he'll flee. The word flee means to run. But see, he don't let you know he's running. He makes you think he's still standing there. So you think ain't nothing happened. But when you resist that devil, get back in that car, don't you go do that. Stop. You know where you're headed is wrong. You know that house you're headed to is wrong. You know that what you're fit to do now is wrong. You know God's word is contrary to what you're about to do now. You stop. Stop it. Just don't do it. And the more you stop it, the stronger you get. The more you resist the devil, the stronger you will get in that area. The more you say no to that situation, the stronger you get. And one day you will look back and be proud of yourself that you got victory over that. Because I want you to know his grace is sufficient. Ain't nothing in your life, ain't nothing in your mind, ain't nothing in your thought that God's grace is not sufficient enough. Sufficient means more than enough. For sufficient means more than enough. God's grace is more than enough to give you victory over that habit, over that hang-up, over that stronghold in your life. Pastor, I can't do it. Yes, you can do it. I can't let it go. Yes, you can let it go. Because it's not of God, it's of the devil. And when something of the devil, God will help you to let it go. You're more than a conqueror. You're more than a winner. So do it God's way. And when you do it God's way, you'll find that everything's going to be all right. In Jesus' name. Apostle. Amen and amen. I was just so in awe listening to those words of wisdom, Apostle. Truly, it's a blessing. We thank God for listening to Apostle Alexander Lockamy from the Burning Bush. Again, we heard Apostle Alexander Lockamy from the Burning Bush. If you would like to call him uh, for prayer or for advice or to even invite him to your church, his number is 910 Again, that's Apostle Alexander Lockamy. And the name of this church is the Burning Bush Non-Denominational Church of Deliverance. Again, it's the Burning Bush Non-Denominational Church of Deliverance. It is located 402 13th Street, 402 13th Street, that's Irwin, North Carolina. Irwin, North Carolina. And this is our hour on Thursday called The Burning Bush. 
It's the man with the wisdom gift. Apostle, I would like to ask you some questions in reference to the message that you gave. Some thoughts came to mind before we close out. Is it okay? Yes. One of the questions when you were saying about let about your mind, when God said, I believe, let this mind be in you that's in Christ Jesus, what did he mean? Well, he meant read the Bible. If you don't read the Bible, you won't know what the mind of Christ is. See, the Bible is the mind of Christ. The, mind, the Bible is the mind of God. Actually, it's the mind of God and the mind of Christ, which they're both the same, because he said we are one. When you read the Bible, you're reading God, well, you're reading God how Christ thinks. And when you read about how Christ thinks, that's the way you act, the way he thinks. When you read the Bible, the Bible tells us how Jesus acted. It tells us how Jesus handled situations. Uh, how how do you know they got a shirt out there? I'm talking about uh, what would Jesus say? When you read the Bible, it, it, it tells us the, the mind of God. And so what we do is we apply that to our own lives and do just what Jesus did. Okay, and I noticed sometimes, I never understood this, but what is a reprobate mind? <laughs> that is when God is not dealing with you no more. You don't got so bad that you don't listen to the Lord. He don't. He been day after day, week after year after year, beckoning you to do the wrong, right thing. So what God does is He don't talk to you no more. He's not trying to. God is not trying to draw you no more. You're gonna be lost because see, you can't come except the Holy Ghost draw you. And see, when the Holy Ghost turns you into a reprobate mouth, He don't draw you no more. He don't let the Holy God don't let the Holy Ghost uh, uh, witness you no more to try to send nobody to witness you no more. Ain't nobody come, even though you're hearing people all around you, nobody is sent to witness you because you don't turn a deaf ear. Wow! So you really lost. You really lost. Is that what happened to Lot's wife when she turned to stone? Well, she was in disobedience. She was in disobedience. He told her not to look back because there was nothing there to look back for. It was it, the, the city was abomination. It, it was a, it was nothing for her to even look back to, and it was so defiling. He said, "Go and don't look back." He said, "I'm gonna destroy the city," and she looked it back, wondering what she had lost. There was nothing to what to lose. There was nothing there but ungodliness. There was nothing there but filth. There wasn't nothing there but abomination. And she looked it back, uh, 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 grieved about the fact that she had left this mess. Wow. So if you wouldn't mind, before we close out, could you pray for people's mind that their minds will get right or where they feel led? And then we're going to close out. Again, you've been listening to Apostle Alexander Lockamy. I call him Dad. He is blessed with truly a wisdom gift. And we're going to turn it over to him now for prayer. Precious Father, I come to you to the behalf of the people who seem to be rebellious, seem to be hard-hearted, hard-headed. They, they seem to be stubborn in their own way. They're just not going to listen. they just going in their own way, God. seem as though they might have been reprobated. But if there be any hope, God, because you are God, where I might not see hope, you may see hope. But if there be any hope to win them over, if there be any hope to bring them back, if there be any hope to get them another chance, then I do pray, God, that you would use that dad, that husband, that wife, those children, those brothers and sisters, the family members. They seem to go in the way of their home, God. They won't continue to do the things that they're doing, and they know it's ungodly. They know it's not right. They know it's not holy. 
They know that it's perverseness. They know that this is abomination. But they keep right on doing it, God, over and over again. I pray that you would have mercy on them, that they might not die in their sin and their soul be lost, that you would send somebody to witness to them. It is my prayer that when that person go witness to them, God, that they will take heed to the witnesses, that they'll come running and ask, what must I do to be saved? Because you have the power, you have the authority to change people, God, no matter how bad they are, no matter how long they've been in it, God, no matter how corrupt they is, you are able to change. Your grace is sufficient. You have no respect of a person. So I pray that you will send your grace out now. Send your grace out, God, to every city, to every town, every country, every every nation, every nationality, seeing it all overseas in the name of Jesus, not from one side of the world or all the world, from the north, south, east, and west, from China to Japan, from Washington to Texas, from Czechoslovakia to England, seeing out your, your, your no angels, seeing out your gift, spirit, Lord, beckoning to them, O oh God, beckoning them, God, that they might turn, God, that they might realize that they need to turn, that they might see themselves, that they might become like the prodigal son and come to themselves, oh God, that they might not become reprobated. And Paul said in the last days, men will become reprobated because they made up their mind that they just ain't going to stop doing wrong. But, God, if it be possible, and if it be a chance to win one over, then I ask you to change them from the reprobated state, from this reprobated mind, from the reprobated thinking, before they become reprobated, they've gone so far that they come back. I ask that you do these things, God. Be gracious and be merciful as much as you can. And I pray that your grace will find somebody and bring them in. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. You have just heard from the wisdom man himself that God is using Apostle Alexander Lockamy. I would encourage you each week, tell your neighbor, tell your friend, all of those, even your enemies, God forbid, that you would tell them to listen to Thursdays. We are on 7 o'clock p.m. to 8 o'clock p.m. This is Apostle Alexander Lockamy and the Burning Bush. Again, you've heard the Burning Bush with Apostle Alexander Lockamy. And we're going to close out with his favorite song, that God has done too much for you and you don't have a right to complain. Let us listen to Reverend Paul Jones as we close out. And ask the man of God, any closing remarks, anything else you want to say before we close out, sir? Just, just be, 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 be aware of how Satan is dealing with your mind, and don't let him do the this year what he did last year. Your mind belongs to you. It don't belong to the devil. You, you, your mind don't control you. You control your mind. And Satan got you thinking your mind controlling you, and you can't change what you're doing. But that is not true. God gave you power over your mind. So control your mind and, 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 and those things are in your mind that is not shouldn't be there, then you take them out by controlling your mind with the help of Jesus Christ and the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Apostle Alexander Lockamy, amen. I'll have some good Some hills to climb. I've had some weary days and some lonely nights. 
With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.